You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick. So it's ball sack? No, it's not. <laughs> he got you. Is it ball sack? <laughs> ball sack. And Maddie Rose. You look like you're having trouble stringing sentences together. So could you tell me that this is the right idea? Maybe uh, maybe we give Maddie a little time out. On Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Oh, hi there. It is hour number two. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. We're going to do our NFL big bets brought to you by Sportslike. Why are you pointing at me? Just important to remember, sports can be safer without drug testing. Yes, according to the Enhanced Olympics. Who are we kidding? If they paid us a good, like a ton of money, we'd still go commentate that stuff. You probably wouldn't even have to pay me a ton of money. No. You'd just like, have just, to give me a normal t- amount yeah, of money. I would love to do nice this. Just give me a nice little chunk of change. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm in. Especially if you, if you fly me out. I yeah. assume that if you're going to do something like this, that you're probably going to do... Like, this has live vibes to it, right? Oh, for sure. You know, like, we're going to go. It's yeah. going to be loud music and clubs it's after. The PIF. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's going to be down in Orlando get or some Miami. Real good drugs yeah. then. Oh, yeah. Some of that Russian gas, too. They wouldn't even have to drill holes in walls and exchange pee. <laughs> they did the Olympics. Sochi. Here's some clean pee. Prefer my pee clean. All right. Uh, or cleaned. Okay. Um, we'll do our NFL Big Bets brought to you by Sports Select at the bottom of the hour. I don't even know what that means. Bottom of the hour. Frank Cervalli from Toronto is going to join us at the All-Star Game. And then the uh, Solution Snake, the Cobra, Big Show Flames analyst, Mr. Brent Cron, will slither his way into studio. Mm-hmm. At 8 o'clock. Um, our uh, annual big game goes down Friday, March 22nd. Our was, big game? No, brought to you by, well, our annual, well, for the radio station. Yeah. Uh, it is courtesy of friends at Wild Rose Brewery, and it's taking place at the Flames Community Arena. Uh, lots of teams submitted their entries to see who gets picked. Heaps. Like, there was lots. So they had to pare it down, uh-huh. and then we we were given a list yep. to choose from, and we made a decision yesterday. Yeah. So we have a we have a team that we want to back. We we've picked our horses. We're ready to ride. Yeah. So we've done it. So we'll, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna cold call the captain of the team right now on the radio. GVP, are you ready? Yeah, he's gonna dial the number. Okay. Perfect. We're gonna call. Uh, we're in delay, right? Just in case, in case there's some sort of shenanigans mm. going on yeah. the other line. I hope so. Like, because if, if the captain comes on and starts dropping F-bomb after F-bomb, like, we could easily, like, rescind yes. the invitation. Yeah, we, we have other choices. Yeah, there's still lots of other choices. Are, are, are you passionate? About, oh, here oh, we go. It was oh. a ring. All right. Okay, hold on. Shh, 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 shh. It's ringing. That's what's happening. That's a phone ringing. Oh, of course he's never going to answer. It's 6, 6, 7 o'clock in the morning. A 7 o'clock in the morning phone call is bad news. It's too early to call somebody. Your call has been forwarded. Mm. Hang it up. Hang it up. That's too bad. It is. Hmm. Try again. Do we wait? Try again right away. Try it one more time. Maybe they were on uh, the do not disturb mode. So you got to call again and we'll get through. We'll plow through the do not disturb hurdle. What's the name of our team Wait, are they calling back? They're calling back, GVP. Yeah, yeah, they're calling back. See if they want to sell us air fi- air filters. Air what? Filters. <laughs> I was going to say fryers. Okay, that. Hello? 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 Who's, who's this? This is Mark Danson. Who's this? Uh, this is George Russick from Sportsnet 960, the fan. How are you this morning? I'm Matt Rose. 
<laughs> how are you guys doing? Good. I like how you were very serious. Like, who's this? Yeah, why are you calling me? Who dis? New phone, who dis? Well, I was, I was listening to you secretly calling someone on the phone, and I couldn't get it out of my pocket as I was driving to work. <laughs> oh. oh. Do you know why we're calling? I have a very good idea, yes. Well, congratulations, Mark. You and your dream team <laughs> will be representing the big show at the annual Beer League broadcast. Friday, March 22nd at Flames Community Arena, brought to you by our good friends at Wild Rose Brewery. Are you stoked? Are you pumped? Did we make your Friday? Friday? Yeah, the, the boys will like that for sure, especially the beers. Um, your phone's a little wonky, but that's fine. Uh, this is what's going to happen, too. Matt Rose is going to do a pre-interview with all of you guys that we're going to play during the intermission. Mm. He's going to have to come to one of your games and do a series of interviews with all the guys. Are you prepared okay. to do that too? Okay, so you just need a schedule from us then? Yeah, yep. that would be great. Yep, that's it. We can, I, can, I can have all that sent off to you anyway. All right. news. Sounds great good. stuff. So, uh, Mark, we'll be seeing you Friday, March 22nd. So good it's on a Friday At the Flames com- uh, promo will be in contact with you. Uh, we are doing. Uh, we will see. We will see you on Friday, March twenty second, at the Flames Community Arena for our annual beer league broadcast. Brought to you by Wild Rose Brewery. Uh, don't let us down, okay? Because last year's <laughs> team let us down. Do not let us down, and make sure. Uh, what division are you guys in? Maddie will know this. Well, we're not in a division. We're just in. We're just in old guys hockey. We we're not in a league. We just organize organize okay. games, a couple games a week. Okay. All right, looking forward to meeting you and your uh, teammates. Uh, go team, dream team. Mm. Say that three <laughs> times fast. Uh, congratulations, pal. Promo will be in contact with you. We'll see you soon. All right, thanks a lot, guys. There he is, Mark from Dream Team. There we go. We he, got our team. That is dream our team. team for Friday, March 22nd at the Flames Community Arena. This event is brought to you by Wild Rose Brewery, serving up premium craft beer to Albertan since 1996. Whether you're looking for a finely tuned craft beer or a robust porter, They've got something for everyone. Find them at around Alberta and in their tap room in the Curry Barracks. There you go. Just looking at the picture here of this squad, this looks like a full family affair. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, older gents, but there's uh, some kids here in this picture as well. I wonder if any of them are going to be playing in the team because uh, you got the look of some ringers here. There's one kid that looks like he's at least 6'5". You know what? I like the fact that I just kind of said something on the air that promo or art our boss has no idea that we're going to do what? that I only shared the idea I shared with you what Which is one? have like you to interview both teams so we can play yeah. during the intermissions oh I'm going to be out and about George yeah. if there's one you... thing that I love to do it's to get out of the studio right and hobnob with the, yeah. the listeners and the people of Calgary y- your thoughts on that idea Patrick I love that idea I think it gives uh it gives some uh you know, identity to these guys. Who yeah. are these guys? We just had a text come in, Dan from Concora. Can't believe we used to brawl those guys in the handshake line. Good luck. Oh, whoa, no. Really, Dan? Yeah. He said good luck. I will say. I can't believe it. We used to brawl. Okay. <laughs> that right. would have been said about everything. About yeah. every team. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Also, never a good vibe when he's like, well, we don't really play in the league. Oh. Okay. Why did that make you happy? No, it doesn't. Why? Well, that, that that almost implies to me that you've been thrown out of leagues. Well, at least we'll have lots to talk about during the broadcast. Dream team, baby. Yeah. Got to get some intel.
Yeah. Well, well you're the one who's going to be uh, doing some a big piece on them during the intermission. Yeah. So this... you'll do team dream team, mm-hmm. and then you'll do whatever the other team is. Whoever they are. We'll Bums. find out the afternoon show. A bunch of scrubs, yeah, probably. You should, you should grill them with really tough questions. Yeah. And you should just throw softballs up for our guys so they look as, as, as fantastic as <laughs> just possible. Just the most attacking press conference yeah, ever. you should just like get right You guys really face. weren't good tonight. What's the problem with yeah. that? You should be like Jim Gray to Pete Rose at the <laughs> All-Star game. Like, that's how I want you to be. Are you constantly disappointed? Are you just going to admit you bet on games right here, right now, in front of a national <laughs> audience at the All-Star game? <laughs> just do it. Yeah. Do it, Pete. Come on, Pete. Do it. I'll do it. Sure. Fine. All right. So there you go. Team Dream Team's our squad for the March 22nd. By the way, it's free to go. Like, if you want to show up and then come to Wild Rose after and have a couple of Jaeger bombs with myself and Matty Rose, Patty Dumont, Mm. feel free. Mm -hmm. Come on down. Yep. Went to the casino after last year. You got in a heater. I was as cold as ice. The kid was racking up the chips. Yep. Yep. Do it. It's a lot of fun. Okay, Friday, March 22nd. All right, ready to do some NFL big bets? Yeah, let's do it. Brought to you by Sports Select. Prove your sports IQ and claim the title with Sports Select Pools. Make your picks at sportselect.com. Must be 18 plus. Please play responsibly. Hit it. Show me the money. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Gambling? Who's anything about gambling? It's not gambling when you know you're going to win. Heading into the Super Bowl, we're going to do two two picks segments for the Super Bowl. So we're going to have 12 selections. Maddie in the lead with a Sterling 78-45-2 record. Patrick, very good. You've had a very good playoff run. 64-58-4. And I'm only two games below the Mendoza line. The divisional round sucked. But yeah, yeah, everything else has been all right. I, my, our, my goal is not to be terrible and get over 500. So we all finished well over 500. I think that would be a, a little cherry on top for our show. I think, so. I think that would be a, a very nice piece mm. of business yeah. for us. I would really enjoy that. All right. Are you ready to start? Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, the over-under... Length of the national anthem, I believe Reba McIntyre. Reba McIntyre, the legend. Reba is oh. singing the national anthem over under Maddie, ninety and a half seconds, and this is judged from the first note sung, mm-hmm. not any instrumental. The first note sung till the home of the brave. I'll take the over. Okay. My reasoning yeah. to that? Yeah, that's what we do here. I don't know. A little bit. Reba, she feels like she's going to drag it out. If there's one thing the Americans love, it's patriotism. Yep. Getting that anthem going. Flyover? Yeah. In Vegas? Yeah, let them know. Hit the high notes. I don't know. Can Reba okay. hit the high notes still? I don't know. That would be good. Okay. I'm going to take the over. Yeah, I like the over as well in this Ooh. one. It just, it's 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 a good, it's, an, it's exactly a big game. You want to have it drawn out. I think Reba can do it. Man, I haven't listened to Reba in a very long time, so let's go. Over. I am going to take the under, and oh. here's why. Okay. Country singer. Mm-hmm. Doesn't Had one draw last it year. Out. Doesn't draw it out. She's not going to draw it out. Chris Stapleton sung it last year. Yeah. I don't think Reba's going to draw it out. I don't think Reba's got the pipes like she used to, but more than likely it's recorded anyway, and she just mouths the words <laughs> as they go along. Let's hope not. Yeah, that's what the national anthem usually is at the Super Bowl. Recording. Hmm. But... We'll see. I'm going to take the under. I don't think Reba's really going to drag it out. 
I don't think she's going to be bleeding gums murphying it <laughs> at the Super Bowl. I think she's going to be uh, under 90 and a half seconds. All right. The Gatorade shower for the winning coach. Yeah. Purple, red or pink, orange, yellow, lime green, blue, clear, no Gatorade. I don't know if you guys have seen this on social media, but there's a young lad who... Uh, oh, yeah. Reached out to every single member of the Kansas City Chiefs on Instagram. And, and said, Taylor Swift. And Taylor Swift. <laughs> and said, hey, I'm doing a math project. I think he pretended to be a child. Yeah. He said, I'm doing a math project. And if I get the right color, I win a $15 gift card. So, and I don't have to go to math class. Grr, math. Like, it's, it's like one of the most hilarious messages I've ever seen. And he sent it to everybody asking them to throw orange Gatorade. So I'm going to... Say that is as much information as I need compared to whatever else I could get on Gatorade color. Wow. I'm going to go with orange. So you think this is actually true as the actual players responded to him? I haven't seen any responses, but here's the thing. You throw enough lines in the water, someone's going to see it. Okay. I do like your rationale. Orange is plus 350, which I'm is a nice little, nice little bet. Yeah. Okay, so you're going orange. Yep. Okay. Uh, it's the favorite. It's purple. They had purple last year. I think the Chiefs are going to win the game overall. I think they go back to the purple. Yeah, I'm going to stick with you, Patrick, because yeah. why would they want to change anything? Exactly. If they won the Super Bowl with purple, stick with purple. I have to go back A newer to, flavor. I have to go back to 2020 to see what they poured on Andy Reid, but right. uh, yeah. Uh, if it worked it for the last year, year yeah. it'll probably work for them again this year. I'm going to go purple myself. Uh, the halftime show brought to you by Apple Music. You're welcome. Uh, Usher, Usher <laughs> is the halftime show. When you heard Usher, you're like, eh. But the guy has a, the guy's got a lot of bangers. Got it, a long catalog. Oh yeah, it's big. It, you got to get in the middle with the Super Bowl halftime show. You got to get to an audience that, it's an older audience that knows Usher because Usher's been around since like '94. Yeah. And then you also have the younger audience that yeah, kind of know these songs yep. and whatnot. So it's they don't want to go anybody too young or anybody too old. So Usher's perfect in the middle. All right, here are the songs that he's gonna sing first. During the halftime show. There's yeah. more, but these are the more popular ones. OMG, My Way, DJ's Got Us Fallen in Love, Love in This Club, Nice and Slow, You Make Me Wanna. My goodness. Uh, I'm going to go with either My Way or You Make Me Wanna. Well, you got to have one. I'm going to go with You Make Me Wanna because the odds are better. I was just looking back at some of Nelly's set lists from 23 and 24, and he opened a lot of them with My Way and make, You Make Me Wanna. Okay. And uh, Yeah and Oh My God were almost always the last two songs. Yeah, you don't open with Yeah or Oh My God. Those yeah. are the big ones. So I'm going to... I I think it's going to be My Way or You Make Me Wanna because the odds are better on You Make Me Wanna. I'm going to go that way. Okay. Patrick. Oh, God. I don't know Usher's collection all that well. It's just similar How to Rihanna uh, <laughs> last year. Uh, let me go... Uh, DJ's got us falling in love. Okay. I'm going to go OMG. Oh, my God. Because that feels like a beginning of a Super Bowl halftime show song. The beginning of the Super Bowl is a little different than your average concert. I will yes, say that much. And it, it absolutely is. It's it's the world's biggest concert, in fact. Mm. It's the most exposure. It's the most gigantic concert of the year every year. And it happens once a year at the mm -hmm. Super Bowl. So I'm going OMG for Usher's first song. Uh, over under number of songs performed. During the halftime show, Maddie, eight and a half over. Why? Pop star, 
Sometimes you just want to sneak in a course of a banger, especially mm. when we talk about a guy who's got a really big catalog. Sure. Like, if someone's going to be like, hey, I want to listen to my way, but I really only need the course. And they're like, yeah, we can find a way to jam in 30 seconds of that, and then we'll move on. We'll get okay. it out of the way. So I'm going to say the over. Okay, Patrick. Yeah, it, over's been going uh, quite a bit. Rihanna had 11 last year. Dre, Snoop, and all those people, Rihanna's they had 11. Uh, the weekend had nine. She's pregnant. I know. J-Lo and Shakira at 15. Maroon 5 at 10. What are you doing? They've gone... (laughs) It's gone over eight and a half the last six Super Bowls. Let's continue the overtrend here. Okay. Uh, I do like your stats. I like your numbers. And I like Maddie's point about when you have a big catalog, you just throw in a verse or a chorus from another song. You just jam it right in there. Yeah. Like, listen, I've seen artists like this perform at Stampede, and it's exactly like that. Yeah. Like, you hear, like, the hook, and you're, Rapid like, fire. you're like, yes! And then they do, oh. like, for a beat, and then they just, like, move on. And you're like, yeah. wait, what? that I was like it? That song. I-, I want more of that. Uh, I'm going to take over eight and a half songs. We're doing our NFL Big Bets brought to you by Sports Select. Prove your sports IQ and claim the sports side of sports like pools. Okay, now we're getting into my favorite part of the of the props. <laughs> this is the stuff that really hits home for me. Because you know how all in I am on all of this. Yes, I know. Uh, Taylor Swift winning song of the year at the Grammys uh-huh. this Sunday. And Travis Kelsey to have a touchdown at the Super Bowl. Yes, plus 300. No, minus 500. Maddie. Uh, I'm going to go with yes. I think Travis Kelsey's probably going to score a touchdown. He's been unstoppable in the postseason this year. It's been one of the only parts of the Chiefs offense that you really, really like that in Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, and how is Taylor not going to win Song of the Year? Like, I'm sorry. Anytime she puts out anything, just give her all of the trophies. That's how it's going to uh, go. I'm going to take yes. Dance the Night. Uh, what was I made for? A&W, Vampire, Flowers, Kill Bill. All the nominees for Song of the Year, yeah, including I'm, Taylor Swift's Antihero. I'm going to say no because I don't think Taylor's going to win Song of the Year. I don't know. I'm going to say, uh, what was I made for? Billie Eilish because that song. What are you guys doing? But yeah, we'll go uh, Taylor Swift from him, Rihanna from you. Unbelievable. Uh, no. I'm going to say no on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go no too because it's too hard to win Song of the Year. I'm going to go no. But there's way too much juice on that, and I hate that pick. This is the one that's really intrigues me. Really intriguing. Hmm. Will they show Taylor Swift on camera during the halftime show? Yes, plus 170. No, minus 260. Yes, without a doubt. Okay. She's going to be grooving because she loves other artists. She always dances. She always has a good time. She sings along to the songs. Yep. They're going to show her for sure. Without Patrick. a doubt. I can't believe you're getting it at plus 170. I'm, I'm going to have to throw this series it, out there. It gets super dark. Inside the stadium during a halftime show with the light show, I'm wondering but, if the but, camera's going to be able. But how do you know that? Usually, maybe during, there'll be lots of lasers. I don't. Just usually lasers. during these performances, they focus in on the stage. They don't really put the light on the crowd and in the boot in the in the suites and whatnot. I'm going to say that the camera won't be able to find her. Oh, in the whole thing because oh. it's going to be too dark. Patrick, they know where she. I know where she's going to be, but like, I, it's going to be tough to find her. Yeah. I think during the halftime show. So I'm so going to say no. no? Yeah. Oh, Maddie, I'm with you. I think they're going to show her dancing away, a dancing a storm during that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Without a doubt. I, I guarantee. This, this I feel really good about this at plus 170. Yeah. Uh, you will see Taylor Swift during that. I'm trying to find this on my book right now. I, I'm like, you know what? You know, <laughs> I am so all in on Taylor Swift. I'd like a Taylor cam the entire game. Yeah. Just have her in the corner of the screen right by the score bug, and I'm just watching Taylor watch the game. There's so many people in their vehicles now going, no, no. It's about Just the game. Men! Only men! 
It's about the game and the commercials. Yeah, that too. All right. The new Paramount commercial that they released for the Super Bowl yesterday. Oh, it's funny. Mm. Uh, Very Tom good. Tom Brady and uh, Vince Vaughn are going to have a commercial at MGM. Yeah, I think I've already seen that one. Is that the one with Wayno too? Yep. Yeah, Wayno's in that too. All right, NFL Big Bets brought to you by Sports Select. Prove your sports IQ and claim the title with Sports Select Pools. Make mm. your picks at sportselect.com. Must be 18 plus. Please play responsibly. We'll talk to Frank Cervalli. He's at the All-Star Game in Toronto. We'll get his thoughts on the Elias Lindholm trade. And the one number one question I want to ask Frank is, why now? What, why did that happen on Wednesday night? What was the hurry? Was yep. this the best package? Did the Canucks want to maybe give a little more because they wanted to get this done now because that's a Jim Rutherford thing that get the players acclimated to the system, get them used to his line mates, build that chemistry a little cl- a little further away from the trade deadline, jump mm-hmm. on the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Is that the number one reason? Why now? Could they have potentially got a bigger haul for Elias Lindholm? Those are questions we'll ask Frank Saravalli straight ahead. The Solution Snake, the Cobra, Big Show Flames analyst, Mr. Brent Cron, <laughs> would join us in studio at 8 o'clock. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on the Elias Lindholm trade. And we'll talk about it with Cron because we, we didn't have enough time here. Who's next? Mm. Who's the next Calgary Flame to get traded? Mm. We'll do that coming up at 8 o'clock. It's the big show. Russick and Rose. Congratulations, Mark and Team Dream Team. Sportsnet 960, the fan. It's the big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio at the top of the hour. The Solution Snake. The Cobra. Big Show Flames analyst Mr. Brent Cron will join us in studio. We'll get his thoughts on the Elias Lindholm deal and who potentially could be next for the Calgary Flames. But right now, from Toronto, NHL Insider for Daily Faceoff, brought to you by our friends at South Trail Exports. With inventory shortages across the city, it's the perfect time to sell your vehicle for cash. Visit SouthTrailExports.com. Frank, good morning. How are you? Hello, boys. What's going on? How's Toronto treating you? Uh, it's treating me pretty well. Okay. Too well last night, maybe. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, Playing guilty today. Okay. You got Uh, the IVs for the lads this year? No, no, no IVs. Just Mm. a a gallon of regret and bourbon. That'll be. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Do you know the uh, saying in Toronto? Do you want me to share it with you? I shared it with the boys yesterday. What is it? When all else fails, visit the brass rail. Oh, I've been there once in my life. Oh. Just not last night. Okay. All right. It's a museum. Did you like it? It was an experience yeah. being an American. Okay, all but, right. Uh, yes, yeah. they're they're different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no dollars and g strings here. Mm-hmm. Um, wanted to uh, ask you, seven thirty. How much off? How much off? Were you caught off guard by the timing of this Lindholm deal? I was uh, certainly in the middle of uh, dinner and a few drinks when it happened, <laughs> and. Uh, it was one of those ones. I was like, "Oh, you just sobered up quickly. Congratulations!" <laughs> yeah. And um, no, in, in all honesty, just look at the timeline. Like, it. I, I know that they had been talking since Sunday, and and that Craig Conroy had canvassed the other teams that had expressed interest to say, "Hey, it's go time." But I, you know, part of I don't want to say the holdup, but part of the process was ensuring that. Andre Kuzmenko was comfortable and willing to sign off on the no trade because that was a big target and part of this for the Flames that there really weren't many teams, certainly not in contender mode, that are willing to offer a player like with that kind of upside in return. And so they wanted to make sure they got that done. And that was part of it. And then you also rarely see players traded 
right at the all-star break or during it. It, mm-hmm. it typically waits. And so, yeah, I, I certainly was caught off guard. What was the sense around the league from other GMs that the trigger was pulled? In what way? In what way that uh, maybe they didn't get an opportunity to, to make another deal, to up the deal? To maybe... No, I think they had their chance. Okay. Sure. Craig Conroy went back to everyone and said, hey, look, I, I know you've called me at one point or another expressing interest in Lindholm. And if you really are interested, I've got a great offer on the table. He wasn't shopping it. It was more or less just like we're taking all final bids. I do. Which I think is a really healthy way to do it, by the way. Right. You're not. It's uh, there are two things that are refreshing about, I think, the way this was handled from the Flames perspective. One, you know, you're not taking it's not a greasy move where uh, Vancouver makes the offer and then you say well you know they've got a first and Kuzmenko and this and this and this and you know what I'm going to go to another team and squeeze them for one more piece or one better piece he found a deal that he really liked and he pulled the trigger that's one and two uh, the other part I would say is you know when you look at this situation Craig Conroy and the Flames, I think this is the key to being a deal maker in today's NHL. Do not go in trying to, quote, win the trade. It's hard to do. And if you're looking for optics and trying to appease your market and fan base, that's not always going to happen. And sometimes what you are left with is a deal that doesn't get done at all. Hmm. And I think he's come into it with the mindset of what can we arrange that is fair for both sides so that we're both winning? And I know that's a cliche, but. First off, that's how you make deals. And second, look at this one. Like, I I truly believe this is a win-win for both sides. You mentioned that he had gone back and he had talked to other teams. Um, I wonder what other groups are thinking about when it comes to Chris Tanev and Noah Hannafin and some of the other players on the roster, Um, just as far as timing goes. Like, are they seeing this deal and saying, oh, man, we got to get it Connie soon because, you know, he might make a deal before the trade deadline. This isn't something that he's going to sit and wait on if he likes what he's got. Well, yeah, that's that's part of it. And the other part, too, is I think what it does is it reengages the center market, right? Mm-hmm. Teams that are interested in Sean Monahan and Adam Henrique, all of a sudden they snap to attention and say, hey, we want to make sure if we really need to get a center that we're not left holding the bag here. Connie told us that a handful of other teams were involved. Any idea on who those clubs might have been? Uh, I think it's the, the typical suitors that you see in place mm. for the center position. I'd imagine at some point or another... Colorado, Winnipeg, Boston. Um, trying to think if there's anyone that I might be missing in that mix. Would you go Vegas? in Edmonton or Vegas. Th- those are the five or six teams that I think would be right in there to try and land a center. Uh, we, we thought it was fascinating that Connie said he kind of knew from the beginning of the season that he wasn't going to stay here, that he wasn't going to re-up with the Calgary Flames. Were you aware yep. of the exact same thing? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they had made their play. They had some really, you know, good conversations. I think it was amicable the whole time, but I think whatever the Lindholm camp was asking for, and there were rumblings then that it started with a nine, like the, I don't think the flames were ever going to get to that point. I think they put a significant offer, their best offer on the table. And once it kind of, it's not that they were turned down. It's just that once it went quiet, I think everyone kind of understood at that point that it more or less wasn't ever going to happen. Do you think he stays in Vancouver? I don't. I just don't see a path for them to afford him, really. Mm. I mean, plug in the next deal for Pedersen. Plug in the next deal for Philip Ronick. How do you get to a point where you can see that fitting 
in today's cap structure. Is there a chance he takes a little less because of the extra year now? Why wouldn't he have done that in Calgary? Maybe he didn't want to be here. Maybe, but I, th- you know, I listened to the player also. Like he, he seemed to be pretty open to the idea of being in Calgary. I just, I think it was a dollars and cents thing. Okay. I think my guess is if he is, if he wasn't willing to really even engage with the Flames, and and not to say that they didn't talk or whatever. Just like I said, after the Flames made their big push, there was a lot of. I don't want to say silence, but it was quiet for a bit that maybe it makes me wonder if he knows exactly what his market looks like. Uh, there was a lot of rumors flying all over the place during uh, Wednesday night. Was Chris Tanev ever even close to being included in this deal? I don't believe so. Okay, because that was something. Uh, I we- mean, I'm sure they probably asked at some point or another, but I don't. Sure. I don't think he was ever part of this package. And I think also the Flames realized that you can probably get more by separating him out so now the Canucks don't have their first round pick and they moved out a couple of prospects here do you see them parting ways with any of their other top prospects to continue to add here probably not my guess is they'd they'd probably be more in the range of the 2025 second round pick Mm. I think that's the best part of the deal for the Canucks is they stripped off the one roster player that they had to just to make the cap work. And it's not just a cap thing. Like it's pretty obvious that Kuzmenko was a square peg in a round hole this year. And more than that, the deal, like having one more year left on his deal, it it would have been a problem that they needed to solve in the summer. So you needed to find a team that saw value in him. And I don't mean like, Hey, is this a valuable piece to add to your roster? I mean, like someone that authentically viewed him as a solution instead of um, just a, you know, a throw into the deal. Mm -hmm. That was Calgary. We've talked, how many weeks have we talked about the flames need at some point during this deadline to get something back for the here and now. And I don't mean this year. I mean, for the next two or three years, you need more talent. And so that was part of it. And then from the Vancouver perspective, they, they didn't have to like take off anyone else from their team. A Nils Hoaglander, for instance, and they kept their top prospect in LaCara Mackey. And there you go. They're on their way. That's why I said win-win for both sides. Yeah. The Flames got some futures. They got a, you know, they got the first round pick. They got mm-hmm. a player that has proven that he can score 30 plus goals in this league. He needs to get back to that level, but there's clearly talent there. They got a few hope bets. Hunter Briskevich is is certainly one of those. And in return, they they traded away a player who wasn't going to be with them. Frank Saravalli from NHL Daily Faceoff, uh, joining us from Toronto, side of the All-Star game, courtesy of South Trail Exports, big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. We had Jason Bukala on yesterday, and he had said something really interesting to us. Is there a chance the Flames could package that first-round pick they just got from the Canucks and the one they have now, which is all the whole Monaghan thing, either next year or the following year, but whatever. Let's live under the assumption that they still have theirs this year. Could they package that to move up in this draft significantly? Maybe. I mean, they could do a lot of things with those two picks. Um, I don't personally, I, I look, I'm not a draft expert, so I'm not going to pretend to be one. I've got enough to accomplish tracking 32 teams, <laughs> but I don't know that this is a year in particular where you need to move up. 
like look back to other years in the draft and it's, you know, it's not as top heavy as others. You're getting players that are really good, six, eight, 10, 12 pieces down the board. And think back to some other years where you've been able to find guys in the mid teens that have become impact players and difference makers. That's how people I trust view this year's draft. I don't know why you'd really want to be that aggressive. I'd want as many tickets to the dance as possible. Fascinated now by kind of the the rest of the timeline here. Uh, obviously, Hannafin and Tanev are going to be the big ones. Um, do you expect a decision on Noah Hannafin to come as soon as this kind of break is over? I, I've been saying that for a couple weeks now, that I, I think that's one of their crystal clear objectives or should be is by the other side of this break is to know one way or the other, Noah Hannafin, are you re-signing here or not? And if you're not, well, that gives us a month to, you know, really work the market and get what we need. And and that's the exciting part is I, I mentioned the flip in the market of, well, you know, you, you traded away um, the premier center on the market. So now everyone else snaps to attention with uh, Monahan and Henrique. Now with defensemen, you potentially have both of the top defensemen that are available at this deadline if Hannafin is also included in the mix. I, I've sort of lightly kind of put it out there that he's available because, you know, I think if the Flames get a deal that knocks their socks off, they, they might have to anyway. But I think that's their real, that's their top need right now. Top priority is getting an answer one way or another. Would they fetch more for Hannafin than just got for Lindholm? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Okay. But would be pretty close, no? It'd be pretty good. It's not I don't think it's close. But let's let's see. Let's see what kind of magic Craig Connery can cook up. And by the way, not that you can totally rely on it because he's just worked his way back in, but I think Oliver Shillington being back in the mix and playing, I think that changes the calculus. I think it mm. to me at least if you think that he's going to be there for the for the next while, and yes, I know he has, this is the last year of his deal, and I know he's a pending UFA, but with the way that they've handled this and how well they've treated him, and also the fact that they paid him last year to sit out while he was dealing with his issues, I think he, to me, kind of owes them another year to come back there. I don't know if that's exactly how it works or how it'll play out, but if you think he could be part of your calculus moving forward next year and you go Uyghur, Anderson, Shillington, I think that's at least a better starting point and makes you feel a little bit more comfortable about potentially saying goodbye to Noah Hannafin. I'm wondering about suitors for a Noah Hannafin. I think a Dallas would make sense. Florida would make sense. Uh, anything else that you're kind of pondering here, groups that you're looking at? Everyone wants a player like this. He's 26. He's in his prime. He's probably going to skate another 600 games in the league. But who realistically can do this and push the chips in? Well, see, I, I don't know that I necessarily see either one of those teams. Um like I don't I don't really know how big of a swing Dallas is going to take. Jim Nill has pretty consistently been saying all season long that he's happy with his team. Mm-hmm. And if you think about the way this year has gone, they've survived a significant stretch without Jake Ottinger. They've been without Miro Haskinen for a bit and they're one point off the division lead. And I think they're a team that's almost perfectly built for playoff success. Now, you know, when I look at their defense core, 
Um, you know, I, I think you could maybe sort of slot someone in on the on the right side. I don't I just I'm not like if they were gonna draw it up, I don't know that the left side is what they would do. But um, you know, that's that's just sort of how I look at it personally. Um I think the interesting thing about Hannafin is because of what you were saying about his ability to skate and and where he's at in his career age wise. He, he might be a pretty attractive option for teams that are also not in the playoff race because they're trying to build and get better. And, and this might be your only crack at getting Noah Hannafin is to get him now, you know, who's to say that whoever gets him is, is he's just going to be a pure rental Jersey. I, I could see Jersey. I could see Detroit. I could see Toronto. I, I mean, I, I think it's probably likely to be a U.S. team, but like, I can't say that for certain. Um, I, I, I go. I could see him. Like, I, I don't think they're they're going to be in the mix now. But like, he'd be another guy. Like, that would make sense to me in Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, wanted to um ask you about Jacob Markstrom because I think one of the keys to that deal yesterday or on Wednesday night, Frank, was the fact that they didn't have to retain any salary, and that potentially could mm-hmm. open the door for retention when it comes to Jacob Markstrom. Clearly, the guy's got the no move. He'd have to okay any trade. But obviously, now that officially Elias Lindholm is gone, maybe he sees the fact that, yeah, maybe I want to go to a team that or I can potentially win a Stanley Cup or he wants to stay here long term. I don't know. But that retention spot being still open here that they could use on a Tanev, Hannafin, and now potentially a Markstrom deal, do you think that gets the ball rolling on potentially trading their number one goaltender here too? Well, the slot is like they have three of them and right. they haven't used any of them. Yeah. So it's been wide open. I don't think it changes anything. Okay. Um, and the one part of the thing is usually with these retention spots, teams that exercise them, they don't typically like to do it for multiple years. Meaning you'd be chewing up if you ate on Markstrom for the next two years. And I don't, you know, it, we see it happen, but teams prefer to have if they're going to do it certainly to do it on guys that are pending ufas so you know should they decide to flex that muscle i mean he'd obviously be a really attractive piece i think the tough part for them is given what he means to their team and how they and i know we're talking big picture here um but when i look at their situation i go i don't know that you can extract enough value to really make it worth it because goalies just typically don't go for, for high returns on the trade market. Where, where potentially would be the landing spot again, is it a week back to New Jersey? I mean, that's, if you're looking for stability, like Jacob Markstrom would be the guy and that makes a ton of sense to me. Where would another place be potentially Carolina? Yeah. Hmm. And I mean, Carolina's got Kochekov under contract next year. That's it. I certainly can't rely on Freddie Anderson and his health status right now. And there's that sort of relationship between the Canes and the Flames. They kind of like their players all the time. Just how long can Carolina keep doing this in goal? Like, this has been their plan for like five seasons, and it's always ended up being a bugaboo for him. It's it's been brutal. Well, I think it's actually longer than that. Like, if you think back to the Mm. bad goaltending decisions Carolina's made, like, it stretches back to, like, Scott Darling. So it's been a while and Anderson and Ranta had kind of settled things down, but still both of those guys, it feels like every other week you're hearing something on the injury front. 
this, the tough part for them is Kochetkov really turned his season around as playing really well and then went out with this concussion that that hasn't helped. So uh, I could see, you know, especially if, if, if the flames were willing to retain money, that that would certainly be a fit. How long is a list for suitors for Chris Tanev? Oh, it's probably eight deep or maybe even more than that. What do you think he's worth? A second round pick. That's it, eh? Obviously, yep. every, everybody again, everyone because when you're in the when you're in a market and the fan base expects first round picks for all of their players because they always overvalue a lot of uh, their players more than other markets would. But just based on the bidding war, you don't think they can get a little more than the second round pick? I mean, there's there's likely to be some other piece to it, and or you could make it a conditional second that could become a first based on how many rounds you win or something like that. That could be part of it for sure. Um, look, I, I don't mean to, to toot my horn, but we've had these breakdowns every day on dailyfaceoff.com deep into these players. When when you go back and look at the Lindholm one, which I tweeted out again yesterday for Canucks fans to read after the trade, like we had the list of suitors, Vancouver on there, made a ton of sense. And then look at the re- the trade comp returns that I put in in the story it was it was a blend of the exact two trades that I mentioned, the Horvat deal as well as uh, the Ryan O'Reilly trade. With with Tanev, as as much of a valuable piece as he is to Calgary, I just think the market has shown over the last number of years that for that player at this stage of his career, that's probably what you're looking at is either a second or a conditional second that can become a first plus, again, a couple lottery tickets that you could maybe hope and wish and pray and squint that someday they're in your organization. How active are the Ottawa Senators going to be? I mean, I think they've been trying to be active since the trade freeze was lifted. That was late December. I, I, I would like to think pretty active based on where their team is, is, but I, I also think that, um, that they, they have, clearly some stuff to offer, but I, I think you don't want to make a trade at this point also based on emotion and what you're seeing right in front of you. So I think that's the push and pull for Ottawa is really waiting to see, Hey, these are the six core pieces that we've identified that we are building around. And then the rest, if you're not part of it, you know, you're out. What's the flyers approach now with the deadline? They are in the process of selling. Um, certainly when it comes to Sean Walker, he's a name that's been out there for a bit. They're hoping that he can transcend that um, that market that we were just talking about for defensemen and and bring the Flyers back a first round pick. I'm, I'm pretty skeptical of that. And, you know, for a lot of the reasons we mentioned when it comes to, you know, Tanev has his skill set. Walker is, is clearly a lot younger, moves a lot better, uh, plays against tough competition, but I don't know that I can identify and watching him really closely one aspect of his game that he's exceptional at. He's just he's good at a bunch of things, but he's not truly elite in any one area, and I think mm. that's probably going to be a differentiator for a guy that the LA Kings moved out as a salary dump to the Flyers. If they can turn him into another first-round pick, it would be pretty awesome for them. I'm just not entirely convinced it happens. Frank, who had a better Thursday night in Toronto, Michael Bublé or Frank Cervalli? 
Definitely Michael Bublé from hmm. his answer. Really? Hmm. I was not zooming last night. Oh. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Hmm. Too bad. Well, enjoy the rest of the weekend, I guess. Yeah, it should be a fun one. I'm looking forward to the skills tonight and the Flames. Why does Why does the league hate the Flames? Why no All Star selections? Like I, we we've had that question Do on you our know text how many line. Texts we got that yes. <laughs> Who's going to be the All Star representative now? It's like, well, they just traded the guy. Yeah, who actually probably should have yeah, been the representative has, to begin with. <laughs> everyone is having many many cervezas in Mexico. Okay. Yeah. Let All the right, PR guys have their time off. Let them put their feet up for a sec. It's fine. Uh, enjoy the six, as the kids say. Yeah. Thanks, pal. Oh, thanks. All See right. you guys later. <laughs> Talk to you later, Frank. Uh, NHL Daily Faceoffs, Frank Cervalli, brought to you by South Trail Exports. With inventory shortages across the city, it's the perfect time to sell your vehicle for cash. Visit SouthTrailExports.com. The solution snake, the Cobra, will slither his way into studio. Big Show Flames analyst, Mr. Brent Cron. We haven't heard Cron's take on the Lindholm trade. Buckle up. <laughs> It's going to be great. I'm going to really pump it up here. Yeah, It's going to sure. be the best take you've heard on the Lindholm trade. Okay, let's pump the brakes a little That's bit. That's next. This Big is- Show, Russick and Rose, oh. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. What are you doing?